to <laughs> even turn it all around in my interview with Justin mm-hmm. um at one point he was talking privately at breakfast with Isis cuz she called him over to to talk to him yes and it was because <laughs> she wanted Justin to talk to Chris because Chris had been making some fairly racial remarks to Isis um which had been making her uncomfortable ooh so Isis was talking to uh Justin because she was hoping Justin would well, she thought Justin was the only person to get through to Chris to stop acting like an asshole uh-huh <clears throat> That doesn't and surprise I, me at all. I, I mean, if you go back to the first episode, um, he singled Isis out right off the bat and called her, what was it? Chocolate Thunder. That was, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Um, That's, so, I can understand right, I mean, that, that making her uncomfortable. But, right. Sure. Um, and and the, thing that, the thing that's the worst about that is that uh, Moses saw Justin talking with Isis, and Justin is 100% sure that... His oh. paranoia perked up because of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And I can believe it. I can too. That's a shame. I talked to Isis one morning before she left as well, and um, she she had she was just telling me about growing up, um, and where she had grown up, and uh, she was saying that she went to a very um. At one point in time, as she was growing up, she moved into a more gentrified area, mm-hmm. and uh, she she was interacting with with kids, and um, she got invited to a, a, a birthday party, and yeah. her dad wasn't sure that that she should go because he was afraid that uh, that she was going to get picked on because she was the black girl. Right. And um she she hadn't even I I I, I wish she could tell the story cuz it was it was a really really good story. Um you should be in touch with her and uh, I mean I I don't want to You don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but okay, it well, it was a it was a good story and she she should be the one telling it, not me. But but, but um long story never... short it was it was her first encounter with with racism um and it ended pretty positively with her thinking very highly of of these um these other girls that she was getting to know and so that was it was a really neat experience for me to to have that talk over breakfast one morning with Isis too yeah um and i wish I think that was actually probably that was right around the time that she was eliminated. So it's I I didn't get to talk to her much more after that. Okay, Isis. Now you got to get on here. Yep. Tell us all the things even though you've probably told that story in a much more frequented uh interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. But we need it now too. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to, to, to summer camp. Hello! This well, is 
summer camp. You can't do that again. <laughs> why can't I? It was so good. Yes, and that's okay. why. Should... Okay, one does not simply welcome people to summer camp. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Except no. I'm, I'm, I'm about to simply welcome them. That's okay, simply welcome them. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a halting podcast. My name is Mark Freelig. And I'm Chuck Lines. And we are going to recap Summer Camp Episode 7, entitled... Everybody really, everybody really hates Chris. Oh, right. Which is a joke that I made way back on Twitter on Episode 1 or 2. Somebody at USA probably saw it and liked it. <laughs> well, no, I, I can believe that someone else out there is as clever as that. As, as you? As yeah. clever as you? No, as clever as, <laughs> not as me, but as at least reaching that. Because it's the an easy conclusion. joke. It is a pretty easy joke. I just think it's kind of funny that that became the title. Yeah. So speaking of Chris, right at the beginning, Chris is saying that he would officially like to campaign for Camp Counselor and wants to get rid of Moses and Cameron. Now, first off, you can't get rid of both of them. You guys only have one more challenge before the Camp Athlon, and that's today. Right. Um, and also, no. <laughs> if, he had, go ahead. if he had let everybody in on this plan, like, if he had made some shady deal with me and Kyle and Mikey, then maybe. But he can't just decide on his own that he's going to take down... Cameron and Moses. That's right. Not, doesn't right. actually work. Especially, and then Kyle's. I mean, Kyle says it. His response is Chris wanting to be camp counselor is the biggest joke of summer camp, which I mean he, he's not wrong. He's not. Um, you guys get some. You guys are more or less making fun of that whole thing. Uh, and, you know, Mikey, vote for Mikey and me likey or whatever it was um and and you mikey obviously doesn't get non-sequitur humor right because because you go vote for chuck and he'll bring you ducks which is like man i expected <laughs> luck but ducks that's hilarious besides that we've seen ducks at summer camp right and ducks are just funny who and doesn't mikey, love ducks right really and mikey I mean, you all want a duck completely doesn't have a radar for that type of humor and he's just like how about luck which you're so kind (laughs) how you make him him feel like he's he he came up with a better idea well thank you you're welcome (laughs) i i was getting a lot of tweets last night after that one yeah i saw everyone talking about ducks which (laughs) i think i think ducks as a hashtag exploded because of me on twitter Nice. We were trending ducks all night. That's not true. Ducks are... (laughs) (laughs) Nothing I've ever talked about has trended. Are you kidding? Ducks are trendy. I'm not kidding. I mean, what are you asking me if I'm kidding? I haven't even (laughs) agreed to anything yet. Fair enough. Uh, Am I kidding? I'm kidding. Yes. You vote (laughs) for Moses. Yeah. I guess it I guess it seems like his paranoia has kind of settled more into cautious reasoning at this point. Right. Like because it's it's basically I mean, you proved yourself on the last one physically anyway and and capable, yes. although that doesn't always match up to can we trust him? 
But right. now it really seems like it's uh, everyone's unified against Chris. Right. It doesn't feel like there's there's any uh, schism that that comes even close to that. Well, all of the paranoia is starting to settle down. It really is. After the last two challenges, uh, I've had chats with Moses and Cameron in private, without oh. Kyle, without Mikey, without Chris. And um, we've generally discussing Chris. Um, so when yeah. Moses and Chris are talking later in the episode and he mentions having private discussions, a lot of those were with me. Yeah, um, okay. Some were also with Kyle and Mikey, I'm sure, but he did have several with me, and we talked about uh, how how to handle Chris because, it, like we've been talking about, you know, you can't you can't really confront him with this stuff without making more of an enemy out of him, and that's that's not something we were ready to do. So I I really was a proponent of the kill him with kindness idea. Yeah. Um. So I think the more that we talked about how to deal with Chris and how to handle that situation, uh, the more he began to trust me and kind of let me in a little bit. So at this point, they're finally starting not to be suspicious mm -hmm. of me, which it's too late for me to be camp counselor, really. Right. Um, but at least I'm not... I'm not as worried of, about being on the chopping block as I was two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, so the new counselors are announced, and it is Moses and Brooke. So. Right. And of course I'm going to vote for them. I'm not going to make waves. Uh, I don't want to bring their suspicion back into the picture. Well, true, but they wouldn't. It's not like Matt. They wouldn't. Would, no, you're right. But it's still fine. I mean, it... it Go with right. the flow, whatever. I yeah. wasn't about to campaign hardcore for it and make a, a fool of myself like Chris. Right, or vote for someone else. Mm-hmm. Who um, else is there, really? Yeah, aside um, from Cameron. I mean, Cameron had just gone, so... Right, I could like vote for was... Kyle, really. I'm, yep. I wasn't about to elect Mikey because... Yeah. As much Mikey. as I like Mikey, I, I want somebody cool and level-headed, and Mikey tends to be a bit more reactionary. Mm-hmm. Which... It's fine for the competition. He's, he, you know, that's fine. Be reactionary, do your thing, compete, do your best. But uh, I, I didn't want to put him in charge of um, collating all the data from a group discussion and deciding what was best for us. <laughs> that wasn't where I saw him being useful. Yep. So the social is uh, a group of the campers going up to the lake cruising on a party boat with all of their quote favorite drinks um and those who don't go have to clean all the cabins and all that so it's three tickets total for each team so brooke chooses lauren and rachel and moses chooses kyle and cameron leaving out once again mikey b and you and chris and Michelle to clean the cabins. And you're not happy, and yeah, you, I mean, you have every right to be. At this point, this is our last social before the, um, the Camp Athlon. Yeah. I've missed four. <laughs> four of these socials, um, which, if you've been keeping track at home, 
you will know that I have missed more socials than anybody else at summer camp. Um, I thought that was... At this point, I'm starting to think, man, this is kind of disproportionate to the amount of work that I'm putting in uh, yep. for the team. So I'm a little peeved. Um, I'm not going to let it get to me at competition time, but I'm, yeah. I'm certainly allowed to be annoyed. <laughs> yep. But clearly... Nobody cares. <laughs> well, clearly, as they, as they say out on the boat, naming themselves the, quote, Sexy Six, which... Oh, wow. Um, mm -hmm. Clearly, these people are really much more keen on physical attractiveness than anything else. Now, come on. I clearly I'm sexy. <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 just set a challenge down right now. If if you think I am sexy, tweet it to me with the hashtag Chuck is sexy. OK, do it, do it now. I'll right now. OK, right now. I'm looking at Twitter right now, waiting for this. Nope. Nope. This nothing's happening, live. Mark. It's not happening. This isn't a live recording. Oh, that explains why nothing is happening. Okay, so in a little bit, I will be <laughs> watching Twitter to see if Chuck is Sexy starts trending. And if it doesn't, I will be very disappointed with the world. No, I won't. <laughs> I will um, understand. And it's like, and even compounding it, I mean, they're talking out there and they're like, oh, can you imagine Michelle and Mikey and Chris cleaning the cabins? And it's like, maybe it was cut out, but it's like, what they the didn't mention me at Chuck? all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, anyway, what about they me? don't spend too much time on, on the social, which I'm thankful for. Mikey B in cleaning is in planning part of the cabin, says, I lost some underwear last week. If you find it, let me know. Did what? you ever find it? Uh, no, and I think he was being facetious. I'm not sure. Really? Because I thought he lost his underwear everywhere. He did have stuff everywhere, but I don't know if he actually lost any underwear. If so, he would never know. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you one thing, though. Mikey's skill with a mop did not improve from episode <laughs> two to episode seven. <laughs> I was wondering if, if he was any more competent with cleaning. Not an improvement. Nope. We so, kind of just... Yeah. So no and and I, I wasn't about to be like, no, Mikey, this isn't how you do it. At this point, I'm just like, ah, forget it. <laughs> just yeah. let him go. When he thinks he's done, it'll be fine. <laughs> right. So no cleaning, no laundry... Do not, if, if you were considering hiring Mikey as a maid, it's a bad idea. Yeah. If you're considering hiring Mikey as a... Mouth. Yeah, he'd be good at that. Yeah. Give him an opinion. Or an ex-radiologist. Hire a radiologist, not as a maid. Uh, out on the boat, Rachel does bring up uh, a deal that she wants the guys to get in on. Uh, she says, if if the guys, if you throw the challenge and let us win, when you send the two guys over, if Chris will be among them and we'll get rid of Chris. Mm -hmm. And so the guys, I mean, there's a little discussion about, well, can we even, can we trust you? I mean, it's all nice tipping around it discussion, but eventually one of the guys says, 
if we have your word, it's not gambling. Which is like, their word? Yeah. There is no. absolutely nothing that will hold them to this promise. Yeah. We lose a and, challenge, and... they get rid of Chris. We have to live up to our end of the deal first. And then, then there's absolutely nothing... No incentive for them to be honest. Right. Um, I mean, it just... I mean, Cameron goes, I don't trust anybody, but I do trust you guys. Which is like, <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Uh, and, and in an interview with Kyle later, he says, I'm willing to do anything to get Chris out of this game. Which is interesting, given yeah. later events. Yeah. Are you even, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Are you even willing to risk going home to get right. Chris out of this game? Right. Unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, the guys finish up cleaning and go over to the girls where just Michelle is. And Chris starts sweeping. Um, and complains in an interview about how you guys aren't doing anything but yes n now chris now you can be now now you can be the right guy or whatever mikey and you go to grab some food but you actually don't mikey is it mikey who has the idea to stick behind a bit and eavesdrop uh mikey wanted to stick behind i'm the one that went up to the door <laughs> gotcha well, I mean, could you have heard him otherwise? We heard voices. We couldn't make out what he was saying until I was up by the door. Gotcha. And at this point, I mean, it's... I don't need to throw any quotes around. It's pretty much just Chris talking frankly with Michelle about how he's been trying to slow the guys down and throw challenges or right. whatever. And I, um, I am... I'm pretty pleased with Michelle. Um, as much as... As much as in other episodes she she mentioned to, to Chris, well, you could throw challenges. At this point, she's being pretty frank with him too, and yeah, and uh, I'm I'm really I'm uh, I'm pleased that she was so upfront about it. You know, she yeah. she basically told him, look, either get back with your team or throw challenges. Do j don't you're being awful. <laughs> right um, right right right. which we agree with her <laughs> yeah yep I, the best quote from this episode i believe is chris saying i don't have any issues when he's talking to michelle she's like you gotta get your issues worked out he says i don't have any issues and that's better yes. than then i'll bring you ducks as a it's it's a tie okay <laughs> that can be that's that's the chuck quote but okay. the episode quote that's is chris quote saying i don't have any issues because it's just so it's hilarious. so blatantly clear that he does in fact have issues yes with pretty much everyone um but out at the window chris does see at least mikey b eavesdropping at the door so he knows that the jig is up he saw us walking away after we were eavesdropping oh um that's yeah so we we eavesdropped um we heard him talk and smack about our team and yep. 
at this point, all of our suspicions are confirmed. Now we right. know for sure. Okay. Chris is being awful. So we actually, we had a chance real quick to sit down and talk about it without Chris. And I, I talked to Mikey and I'm like, look, this doesn't change anything in the way that we behave. We continue to sit Chris out whenever we can so that he can't intervene right. um, or throw a challenge. And we continue to be nice to him. We know that he's he's throwing challenges now, so we know to be careful around him. But if we call him out on it, we're just going to make him angry. And he's just going to lie about it. Yep. We continue to be nice about it. We might make him feel guilty. Hmm. We didn't know that he had heard us or seen us walking away. So the next bit is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, he, he does come to the conclusion that the jig is up. And once everyone gets back from the social, he tells the guys to, all right, sit down. Time to have a meeting, which is just like, I mean, Chris, you can't even gonna call a meeting. You can't even call the doctor. I don't know. <laughs> um, Hello, doctor. I don't know. Anyway, he, he sort of gets honest about he's been uh quote abrasive sneaky downright careless not really owning up 100 percent that he's been trying to throw challenges um although he did admit that he was planning on throwing tomorrow's challenge completely if if he were in it um i mean and kyle kind of parallels this with how he's been you know, given his homosexuality, he's had trouble fitting in and really tries hard. And Chris seems to be doing just about the opposite of right. that. And so, and, and then he's Chris expecting just, the same reward for right, doing right. And, and Chris basically just starts opposite. making excuses about you know where he came from and whatever. Which Moses just goes for the throat. Then um, that Chris is making bullshit excuses and ter you know tears him a new one pretty accurately i would say and chris almost chris is at least a little bit humbled and he almost seems genuine in his apology uh so much so that then he goes and talks to moses later trying to apologize again and moses is more honest with him than he should have been because one he tells something that chris probably already knows that if they lose tomorrow there chris is in the bottom two but two, there was this deal, potential deal, to throw the challenge and send Chris over and the girls would send Chris home. But Moses doesn't say whether or not he's doing it. Yeah. Look, Moses, Moses, you you were showing some real leadership skill earlier this episode, um, which is why I voted for you. You, you handled... Chris's half-wit confession, fine. I was fine with that. I'm glad that you called him out because no one else looked like they were going to. But, man, I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the way that you handled the, the offer of the deal and Chris's one-on-one -on -one chat with you. Why? Oh, man. Yeah. I... This is a deal I wouldn't have made. Um, or if I had made it, I I would have made sure that everyone was in on it, not just the people on the boat. That was yeah. a mistake right there. Um, and your second mistake was to let Chris in on it. I mean, yep. at, 
you gotta let everybody but Chris know that this is going on. Yep. Because I would have been I would have been much more okay with this had you let me know this was the plan. Um whether you plan to win or lose or not. It doesn't matter. You've you've made the deal or you've had this conversation about the deal. That that's really not a private thing. This is a group decision that affects everybody in the group. And so I'm I'm pretty peeved that you did that. And then to compound that mistake by telling Chris that you made this deal that is for his basically his death as far right. as the show is concerned. You're sacrificing him and telling him, "Hey, by the way, just so you know, we're going to take you up the mountain and kill you." <sighs> right, telling Chris and yet not telling you guys. Right, that, oh my goodness, Moses. Uh, anyway, anyway. That next... that bothers me, Moses. So, we're cool and we're friends, Moses, but man, buddy, oh, you could have done that better. You really could have. Is that the first time you knew about that? This is, I still don't know about this. No, I mean watching this episode. I didn't know, no, I, okay, so yes, um... I find out later on in the episode. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. When, yeah. yeah so, yeah. but, uh, I, this is the first, watching the episode, this is the first that I, I know about Moses telling Chris. Oh. What's gonna happen. So, gotcha. later on in the actual episode itself, I am very disappointed in Moses. But mm-hmm. watching the episode, I'm even more disappointed in Moses. <laughs> right. So Lauren had asked Cameron on it for an answer about about this deal, and Cameron said he didn't have one yet. Uh, and in a conversation with Moses, Moses tells Cam to tell Lauren that the deal is on, but it feels like they're gonna try to win anyway. So the color war is, as you mentioned to me off mic last time, uh, it's definitely probably the most complicated of the color wars uh there are two motorboats one for each camp and two members of each camp are in it and they are racing around a lake to pull up a lure from one of three buoys three or were there three total uh there were five total five buoys and they they have to visit and unlock three of them but so first they pull up the lure from the buoy memorize the it's a it's a fish so they have to memorize the color the pattern etc and then describe the lore to the campers who are at the bait shop uh, uh dock in the middle of the lake um so then they grab the key that looks like that lore drive back to the buoy and unlock the actual lore from the buoy there we go Okay, so the guys get to pick two people to sit out, and it ends up being Chris because obvious, and Kyle because uh, it wasn't really clear to me. Um, it was between okay. Let me think. Why did we? Why did we get rid of Kyle? Uh, Moses and Cameron are pretty obvious why they wanted to be in the boat. Yeah. Um, they decided I would be good uh, because it's. There's sort of a mental element to the memory uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember why they decided on Mikey um, over Kyle. 
it might have just been that Kyle said, you know, I don't, I will go wherever you guys want me, and Mikey was voicing a stronger opinion. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But obviously, I mean, Chris is is the obvious one to sit out. Right, um, right. Which is really kind of ironic, given that he just promised Moses, I am going to do 150% in the next color war. Yeah, but... So no he's one's... going to sit out 150%. Well, did he offer he's, to sit out, or how did that go? No, no, he didn't offer to sit out, are you kidding? We sat yeah. him out on purpose. All right, all right. He came through with his confession, and even... Just like I said earlier, when we had spied on him and heard him confess accidentally, um, we weren't going to change how we handled it. Now that he's come forward and confessed, we're still not going to change how he handles yeah, how we handle yeah, it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just it just confirms that we've been doing the right thing all along. Right. Right. Uh, so Michelle and Rachel are on the boat, and Brooke and Lauren are the two on the dock for the girls' mm-hmm. team. It's just down to four for the girls. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right off the bat, the guys get caught on kelp. It wasn't kelp. Um, oh. That was dumb. Um, they, Wait, yeah, uh, kelp, is a, kelp is sea plant. Anyway. Yeah. Nope, not seaweed. Uh, they were stuck on the rope holding the dock down. Okay. That was what they got stuck on. How did that happen? Um, Okay, so the way that the... It was a... Not a windy day, but there there was enough movement on the surface of the lake that the the ropes holding the dock in place were stretched taut. Uh. And they were at pretty wide angles. Um, Could you feel the dock shudder when they started pulling away? Uh, we, I saw that they were caught on the rope and they, I kept telling them guys back up, but they, they, um, basically the motor was hanging down and it, it's not that the rope got tangled in the, in the propeller. It was just resting against, it was caught, you know, like, oh, I see. Yeah. Like they, they, they were going forward and they snagged the rope on their way forward And what they needed to do was reverse. Just back up a bit. Yeah, and or drop. turn off the motor and just uh, push off the dock a little ways. They needed to go wider away from the dock. Right, right. Um, and the girls missed it entirely. We were really yeah. hoping um, later on in the evening that the girls would see us getting stuck on the rope as uh, a purposeful... yeah purposeful i was wondering that at the beginning but yeah uh anyway so with that delay the girls get to the first buoy and and get back to the dock really quickly and grab the key the guys at this point seem about a half point behind because they their first one is successful and all that but that delay at the beginning is still there but then very quickly within the second getting the second point for each of them they catch up right pretty quickly and and actually moses tries to trick the girls into slowing down i guess by yelling that they've got some something caught on their propeller which no that he was he was being honest there their their boat was noticeably slower oh 
and uh, in an effort to keep up the appearance of the the promise that they had made, he made a goodwill gesture and told them, "You guys are being caught. You've got like not seaweed, but stuff um, yeah. hanging off of your propeller that's slowing you down." Basically, when the guys when the guys were caught on the rope, they pulled up the propeller um, to unstick themselves. Yeah. Noticed that there was stuff hanging off of it and cleaned it off. And that made their boat noticeably faster. Oh. So in a way, being giving the girls a head start gave us the advantage in the long run. For the run. moment. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. You know what I mean? So, so the boats had been sitting in the water this whole time and just had junk stuck on them. Yeah, they just, I don't, I don't know, seaweed, or I, I wouldn't call it kelp, but, yeah. uh, but they, it, they were, they were gunky. Gotcha. Uh, oh, I want to, I want to also emphasize really quickly that, um, so far, this challenge is the most compressed in time for television. Yeah. Just for the sake of viewing. Um, it was a big lake and those buoys were not close to each other. Mm-hmm. And so this challenge took quite a while. You'll notice that later on in the episode, I very clearly have a sunburn. <laughs> and so do some of the other guys got a lot of sun too. Uh, it's because we were out on that, that dock for a very long time. Um, Hours? And yes, I did put on sunscreen before the challenge. I always do. But guess what? It wears off after a while. Even if you were, even while you were dry, was were you out there for like more than a couple hours? It was a long challenge. Wow. Um, I I can't give you any specifics because I we weren't allowed watches. Right. But it was, we were out there for a very long time. So again, it, when you say it looks like the guys catch up pretty quickly, there's there's a lot of. Um, there was a lot of strategy happening with the guys in the boat and the girls in the boat. Like, the girls went out to one buoy and um, and they they tried to look at more than one, I think. Mm. and Or something like that. Whereas the guys went to one, came back and described it. And when they got the key and went out, they, uh, they, they stopped to look at one of the other buoys on oh. the same trip so that they could remember what it was for the Got it. So, yeah so that that was what gave them their the uh the ability to catch up really was right and different that, that strategy. helps them a lot more because you can only do one you can only bring out one key at a time right um only one key can be taken off the wall per team at a time mm-hmm. um okay. so even though mikey and i are both up there on the dock uh we one of us, we, we the keys have to stay on the wall. Speaking of, for the first and second point, it you're the one, it seems, who finds the true key both times. Yes. Because um, Mikey B sucks. They weren't showing Mikey and I collaboratively looking at the wall um, uh-huh. between, between takes, which is fine. That was kind of boring. Yeah. But Mikey and I made an effort to memorize... Um, any any of the lures that stood out uh we we were kind of playing um a memory game on our own where we were waiting 
yeah, while we were because we were there for a long time, yeah, yeah. Mikey would say purple and green, and then I'd find all the lures on the wall that were purple and green, or I'd say um, white with stripes and a spoon in the front, and he would look for yeah. So we were we were definitely keeping sharp, and I have to say, for all your Mikey bashing, Mark, <laughs> that you sometimes do. Mikey and I really did have a system going, and we were working really well together um, on the dock. Okay. So, so he was he was uh, he was definitely contributing, even though they they didn't necessarily show a lot of it. He was definitely helpful, and I wouldn't have wanted to be up there alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the guys are speeding along, and let's see. In a little bit, both the guys and the girls managed to unlock the second lures but at this point michelle you know especially hearing moses whooping and cheering from the motorboat you know she's seeming she's pretty sure it's they're not trying to throw it right maybe if moses maybe if they haven't sped along quite so much yeah you know just tone it down just a little bit and also not been screaming in victory all the time yep Yep, they were, they really were not playing the part, and I would have, I'm, uh, that's the third thing that frustrated me. First of all, I wouldn't have made the deal in the first place. Second, I wouldn't have told Chris. And third, given that I did tell Chris, and I did make the deal, I would have played the part. And that's, that's where Moses and Cameron fell short. They, they did not act the part of losing on purpose yep in fact at one point uh moses was in the boat and cameron got down really low in the boat so that as he was approaching the dock we couldn't see him he's coming around and we can't see him and we're like oh no did cameron fall out is what happened so nobody on the dock knows what's going on and then um all we see is Cameron's hand holding one of the lures pop up out of the bottom of the boat. It's like ta-da, and he surprised us all. What, and we just were like, for fun? Yeah. yeah, he was really just doing it to rub it in the girls' faces, really. Uh... Which, uh, which is fine in any other challenge, but since you've made this deal, don't don't get cocky, man. Don't yeah. do it. So here's where that playing the part really matters and i would say it matters either way if you want to keep up good feelings between the girls but but they get to buoy number three the guys do and moses and cameron seem like they're really not 100 percent in agreement on what the lore is which is hard for me even being colorblind it's hard for me to imagine if you're both looking at the same thing you can't come to definite agreements on what's going on okay this game of all the games is probably the one that i was most frustrated by because it was not an exact science the five lures that they picked to duplicate the so the okay so the giant lures that were under in in the in the lake yeah were wooden replicas and they were not the best replicas in the world Um, in particular this last one the one that the guys can't agree on 
Yeah. It was brown on top in real life. And the replica lure, when we finally saw it, was definitely more purple on top and orange on the bottom with brown stripes on the sides that on the replica definitely looked more purple. So the guys come back and they're like, no, it's, it's, it's purple. It's purple on top. And there were no lures on the dock that were purple on top with purple stripes and orange on the bottom. Mm. So we're, Mikey and I are left to guess, well, it's got to be orange is hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. Purple is a little bit more subjective. So we we started looking for any lures that were orange on the bottom and dark colored on top. We came up with three or four that were black and various shades of black, gray, and brown. And we showed them to the guys one at a time. And there was... There was one that was kind of bluish on top, I think, that Moses and Cameron were like, it's got to be that one. Unfortunately, what they didn't notice was that the eye was a different color. Uh. Um, they were too focused on the, the idea that it had to be purple on top. Um, so, so they weren't allowing for any variation in color, uh, whereas... Early on in the game, we noticed that one of the replica lures looked like the fish, uh, but the lure itself, the actual lure with the key, had words printed along the bottom. A manufacturer uh -huh. um, had hooks attached that weren't attached to the, the replica. Um, so there was definitely some variation between the replicas and the real things that yeah. really messed us up in the end. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost like Moses and Cameron were paying too much attention to detail at that point. Right. Um, and so we gave them the one that was more bluish on top and they went out and checked it and it wasn't the right one. Right. At this point, you have to remember... The guys have two, the girls have two, there are only five buoys. Mm -hmm. This is the last one. Yep. The girls, even though we were ahead of them by almost one full lure, um, they were bringing in their, their second one when we were leaving the dock. Um, so they're looking for a key. They've almost given up at this point, uh, which unfortunately, again, because of the compression of time, this is... This is one that I think really would have benefited from seeing some more of the challenge. The girls arrive at the dock to drop off their second lure as we are leaving with the key that we think must match the third lure right. and win it for us. They, The girls pick a lure at random with orange and dark colored on top. Um... They aren't focusing on purple as much. They pick one of the ones that Mikey and I have thrown out as a possibility. Oh, because Brooke and uh, Lauren heard you guys. Right. They pick one of the ones that's that's a possibility at random with no hope of, it, of being correct because the guys are already on their way there. Right. And the guys have the wrong key. The girls show up with the right key. And at that point, that's that's it. That's that's the yeah. fifth that's the fifth lore. So there is no no chance of um of 
of winning it for the guys. Right. Even, even they, though they're even like, oh, we got to motor back as quick as we can. They don't know that. So sure, get get back as quick as you can, put the effort in and um, get a new key. But as soon as the girls left, there was no hope. They would have had to have made it to the dock and back to the buoy before the girls made half that trip. All right. I guess they could have like been pirates and <laughs> hijacked their boat on the way back and stolen the the lure from them and yeah. brought it back to the dock. But that really would have given away the fact that they weren't trying to throw it. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> the girls win it, but it was close. Fairly obviously oh. to the viewer. Uh, not, not because the guys threw it. So they raised their flag. They won the final color war. And Moses has to talk with Kyle, telling him this strategy that's come up before, but has never been implemented until now, of sending Kyle over because he's the one who has the best relationship with the girls. He's the one who has the only, who has the best chance of coming back. Right. Instead of Chris. And this is the fourth thing that upsets me. What do you mean? Knowing what I know now, that's not what I would have done. Who would you have sent? I would have sent anybody other than Kyle. Personally, I would have sent Cameron. Yeah. Um, because you kind of have to play some of the psychology of it. The girls know that Kyle is a good player, yes. But there's also that element of they know that we know they like Kyle. Right. And they don't want him to go home. If right. you send Cameron over there, Cameron's one of the people that made the deal on the boat. Um, he's clearly one of the one of the strongest players in the girls' eyes. And that's going to send them the message, We trust you guys. Here's Cameron and Chris. We trust that you're that you're sticking with the deal. Um because we're going out on a limb and throwing you somebody really strong. Of course, also, I I would have done this because I haven't seen any really strong winning behavior from Cameron yet. Right. And also, also Kyle, you know, he's he's just... Get, now, Moses tries to give him enough talking points to get by, but Moses and Cameron, yeah, they're the one... Oh, Kyle was there for the agreement, too. He but, was. But Cameron's probably just a smoother talker, and and then there's also the Lauren connection. Right. And Lauren, Lauren is one of the ones that whose vote matters. You mm. only have to worry about three votes. Right. So all that you have to do is get two votes. You've got yep. Lauren, Rachel, and Michelle. Cameron would have had Lauren in the bag... Rachel was had her heart set against all of this from the outset. And Michelle was on the fence. Michelle's all you've got to convince. And I feel like as much as she felt bad for Kyle, in the end her decision was because she was angry that we sent Kyle. That and when Chris goes in after Kyle for the interview and he talks about the deal that was made and, and his conversation with Moses which once again, Moses, you fool, um, that that pushes Michelle far over the fence to vote. Right. So, okay, one more thing here. And this, this is probably the thing that upsets me the most about Moses. 
I still don't know about this deal. Um, really? I, I still don't know anything about it. Um, so we've lost the color war and I have a chat with Moses about how we're going to move forward and what we're going to do. I ask him, so what, what's your plan? I hope you've got one. And that's when he finally tells me we've got to pretend we threw the color war because the girls think that we agreed to this deal and and I'm so this is when I start being like well wh why didn't why didn't you tell me about this why didn't you know about this because I would have I would have still played my A game and pretended not to if yeah. I'd have known and I'm sure Mikey would have done the same I yeah. don't understand why if this was your plan from the get go and given that Mikey and I aren't on the chopping block, I can't understand why you wouldn't fill us in especially, to protect Kyle. Especially given that this is the guy who lectured Chris earlier on communication. Right. And then, so this all happens, and we're all sitting together, and I I made a, I made a small mistake, and I accidentally let slip, you know, we've got to... We've got to play up us getting stuck at the beginning of the of the color war and try and play that off as us trying to lose on purpose, but still being just too awesome for the girls. I mean, that seems... I, why is that a mistake? Okay, because I let it slip in front of everyone, Chris included. Damn. So what? Moses... Moses then has the gall to give me the stink eye and... And uh, kind of be like, Chuck, don't talk about it in front of Chris. When he already explained this whole deal that he made to Chris earlier in the day. Although it wasn't clear whether or not it, he told Chris that he probably wasn't going to go through with the deal. Though right, but, but Chris was aware of the deal. And yeah. Given the way that we were performing in the color war, it was obvious that we weren't going through with the deal either. Yeah. But it was obvious, like, in, in the group discussion, uh, given everything that had happened and my just finding out about the deal, mm -hmm. our, I mean, obviously, the only answer is to pretend that we've gone through with the deal after all. And uh, I was I was really angry. I did not want to see Kyle banished. Um, I thought it was a poor choice, but it, it was the only choice that was halfway safe because of his relationship with the girls. And I can see, I can see Moses reasoning, but I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have sent them somebody that looked better and had contributed less. Yeah. Either Mikey or, or Cameron. Yeah. Um, cause really, again... Cameron did okay in the the swimming challenge with the puzzle. And that's the only one that we've really seen him that well, okay. And he he did pretty well in the um the carving. The carving one where he picked out a couple of them. So good. But that was a nobody really stood out as being bad at that. Yeah. So uh in terms of overall performance I have to put Mikey and Cameron in second and third place for lowest 
performance. Moses and I so far are on top. Mm. Moses threw, flew through the puzzle and um, figured out a couple of the carvings really quickly. Right. And I have been You've awesome been at everything for all else. The other ones, yeah. So that yeah, mm, I I was not pleased. Yeah. Not pleased at all. Mostly just because, guys, had you let me in on this or asked me if I thought this was a good idea, I would have explained a billion reasons why it wasn't. And it's it was clear from day one that I was the the best tactician. Mm-hmm. Why why did you ignore me as an asset? Uh in terms of planning, that's what I'm good at. Why leave me out of the decision-making process? Because they fools. It, well, it's pretty clear that the reason is because Moses and Cameron thought that they may sometime have to get rid of me, and they didn't want me to have anything on them. Right. Behind the other guys' backs. Yeah. And that that annoys me but no hard feelings guys i know it's a game but but gee you could have done a little better yeah well let's move on sorry that was my rant for the day that's the only rant you're gonna get out of me because this is the most emotional thing i'm 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 upset about yeah um so right i mean we've we've more or less gone through it at this point but Basically, Moses banishes Chris and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle goes first interviewing with the girls, uh, who who at this point are like eighty percent sure that the guys didn't throw the challenge. Kyle argues that they did, but kind of gets the lies mixed up and his head fuddled. And Rachel calls him on it. Michelle is still wandering around in the gray area. Uh, she she thinks for the moment that Kyle is telling the truth, but Brooke and Rachel both think that the guys didn't throw the competition. And whether or not the guys did throw it or not, Rachel asks the uh, rhetorical question, do I want to play against Kyle's chiseled Greek god ass? But, I, and this is this is the first time, really, that we've had to make a really emotional decision. Because... As, as logical as I am in making all of the de- these decisions, generally they were decisions that suited me best. Sure. Kyle, Kyle is, oh man, as a competitor, he was, he was one of the guys besides myself that I was rooting for the most. Yeah. I wanted to win and I wanted to win with Kyle. Um, and I feel like the girls relationships with Kyle had evolved past the stage where it was, oh yeah, it was a friendship that we might be able to use later. No. They they genuinely respected Kyle and had grown attached to him. So this this was one of those those questions. Do you do we make the decision morally and let Kyle, the one that we know deserves the money, stay, even though it's going to be a tougher competition in the end. Yeah. Or do we make the logical decision, deal with Chris for another couple of days, and make the competition easier for us? And 
that this is the first time that I think the girls are really at the point that this is a tough decision for them. They, they, you know, are you going to, are you going to make it easier on yourself and win? Or are you going to feel bad about yourself for taking away Kyle's shot at winning? But then do you, would you still say that Kyle was a worse choice to send over than Cameron or Mikey B? I do because I think, I think, I think Kyle had the best shot at convincing the girls, but Cameron Cameron could have played it differently. I think Lauren Lauren would have definitely voted for Cameron. Mm. Just like she voted for Kyle. Really? Because at this point she's kind of annoyed that he lied to her saying that they'd throw the challenge and then they Right. Didn't. Right, right, right. But if he had gone over there, I think he could have played it off. Maybe. Because they because Cameron and Moses tried to save their own skins and didn't uh, make any potential sacrifices as a gesture of good faith in the girls. The girls are reading it as, well, we know they're not going to eliminate Kyle, so screw you and the deal we made. Right. That that's the at, at the end of the day, that's the message they're sending by sending Kyle. We know Kyle's safe. Right. Where if they'd have taken the risk, I think they could have played the psychology of sending Cameron over. Huh. Um, at it would have been risky, but no more risky than than ditching Kyle. And Kyle had really contributed so much and was such a, a, a good guy to have around. Uh, it just, it really rankles. Yep. And I, I can't, I can't blame the girls because they made the decision I would have made. Put yeah. your personal feelings aside and and do what's best for the team and their chances of winning but man i i can understand struggling with that that decision last mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. i can't Rachel any of the other times it, it was easy yeah but but because everyone loved kyle um ugh, that would have been that would have been a tough one to have on my conscience and i'm glad i wasn't involved yeah for that reason rachel and michelle definitely get into beef over that um and then chris comes in with i quote one last trick up my sleeve which i guess is telling them about how he knew about the deal and that moses had planned uh, to him anyway to chris on not throwing the competition Mm -hmm. and that and all the revelations that are attached to it uh end up saving chris though not by three zero it was a two one vote so who so rachel voted for kyle to go home mm-hmm. and who else voted for kyle to go home michelle michelle lauren still wanted kyle to stay because she just hates chris so much and likes kyle so much yeah and even I mean, you saw you saw even Brooke at the end was like, guys, I, I can't feel good about myself and yeah, yeah, send yeah. Kyle home, which which is, you know, which is perfect. That's exactly that's exactly the right emotional response. And Michelle agreed with her. And apparently, um, from what I understand, 
she went into the uh into the lodge to vote walked up to the voting thing was all set to write down chris's name to go home and um changed her mind where'd you get at that? the last second she she decided chris chris stays kyle goes home best where'd, thing for the team where'd you get where'd you hear that uh lauren told me this after the fact mm-hmm. long after the fact so it's not it's not yeah. a huge deal but but it was it was close it was a really close decision it was a tough decision and i think the the way that the girls struggled with the decision really speaks to some of their character sure. um i i said earlier that i i really respected michelle for being honest with chris yep. um at this point even though earlier in the game she suggested he throw some stuff at this point she just wants him to be honest with somebody yeah and uh and that's 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 a big gesture and then i i respect that she struggled so much because it uh oh man i can't imagine having to having to make that decision mm-hmm. but lauren i mean you could see she she feels bad for kyle yeah if the camp counselor vote had gone differently this that morning the votes might have gone differently at the end mm, for the girls yeah i mean yeah. who was up for it it was uh oh, who michelle wasn't? was michelle had it last week right so so it would it was rachel lauren or brooke pretty sure lauren wasn't gonna get it if rachel had gotten it instead of brooke then yeah lauren and brooke would have both voted to keep kyle around preserve their conscience and uh michelle would have been the only one voting against him potentially so yeah. things could have been a lot different basically the guys made a deal with the devil some of the guys made a deal with the devil not that rachel's the devil but you know, the other team and murphy's law set in absolutely everything that could have gone wrong did yeah absolutely everything the vote that morning for camp counselor letting it slip to chris winning the challenge not acting not communicating with you uh, not telling everyone deciding to send kyle over absolutely everything was was wrong about it it was it was our worst moment yeah. as a team so far and it's it's really unfortunate that it happened now because last week was our best moment as a team yeah winning despite having chris actively involved in the challenge we were still the best right and oops oops luck is a fickle mistress ducks wouldn't be so fickle ducks are never fickle everyone loves ducks ducks are feather not fickle that's right as long as you feed them they will love you <laughs> So when, uh, in fact, even if you're not feeding them, sometimes you can just like throw small pieces of leaf or bark and yeah, they will think that nice. you're feeding them. It's not nice. I don't, I'm not saying like throw them at the ducks. No, but, but I mean, them... throwing things that aren't really things that they'll want to eat. It's just reverse duck psychology. Usually they walk up to it and go, where's the food? It's, I'm not like force feeding them pieces of bark. Mm. I'm not. I mean... Maybe I am, but I wasn't at camp. Anyway. We're going to get PETA 
writing in and telling us that Chuck abuses animals. We're going to order pita bread. I like pita bread. Yeah. So, once it's announced that Kyle is going home, the look on Chris's face is just like... Uh, I don't want to see it. Yeah. He, turned, he, he starts looking like a bird of some sort. Very yeah. Dumb looking bird. It's clear he's surprised that his last tactic worked. And rightly so, because it almost didn't. So Chris comes back, and everyone's like, well, that sucks. Yeah. But. No more ruses. We're just all going to try hard next time. And that's that's where you leave it. Yep. Although, there's still some bad blood between your team and the girls' team, which looks like we'll see next time. I do like um, the one clip of... I, I, don't know, I don't know what exactly is going on, but Lauren is running with something obviously strapped around her, tied to something else, and then... <laughs> And she just gets yanked back. I half expect her insides to just get ripped out. Oh, God, yeah, that one, it looked like it hurt. Yeah. Ugh. It's good TV. It's and, good uh, TV right there. Mike and Justin, at least, make an appearance, it seems. Maybe. That's what we see on the next time. Could be a flashback, but maybe. No, they're, look, it's been talked about on Twitter. They're clearly back, maybe just as spectators. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you type in, if you type, ah, uh, like a couple capital U's and then a lot of H's, and you're on a sans serif font like Arial, the H's look like they get smaller. Really? Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the line that I wrote that said, "Chris, look on his face: colon like." Ah, uh, and the H's look like they get smaller. Are you sure you're not just really sleepy? Well, it's it's like one of it's it's an optical illusion, man. It's it's anyway. Oh, we've got a link for a uh, for zombie family support now, right? Yes. Uh, so lots of new stuff is going on. Um, zombie family has signed a deal with. Rovit. Uh, they're a new independent artistic media hosting site. Um, so Zombie Family is now exclusively available on Rovit. You can buy the whole season for $3.99. It's a pretty good deal. Or $0.99 cents a piece for eight episodes. Not uh -huh. as good a deal. So buy the whole season. Um, all of the money, all of the proceeds go to the filmmakers and the, the creators of the art. And uh, Joey, the director and one of the writers and producer of Zombie Family, is um, is going to use that money to fund a second season of Zombie Family. So if you want me to keep working um, and you'd like to see another season of Zombie Family, uh, go ahead, buy the season and check it out. It's in your hands now. Um in addition, we just screened Zombie Family at the Chinese Theater, which was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. I, so I got to see myself on screen at the Chinese Theater. In fact, if you look at my Instagram page, I've posted some pictures from the red carpet. Um, hey. 
so that was fun. Uh, what else? Um, I just wrapped production on opening night. Right. Um, the upcoming independent film with Anthony Rapp and Cheyenne Jackson, directed by Jack Henry Robbins. Um, that was a lot of fun. In fact, I'm going to the, the rap party tonight. Um, did you guys invite Chris so we can rap for you? We did not, and I won't. Um, I would like to avoid that shenanigan. But, uh, yeah, no, so that's, that's fun. The next episode of Chuck and Joe is coming out soon. Check out our YouTube page and our Facebook page, Chuck and Joe uh, web series on Facebook and Chuck and Joe shorts on uh, on YouTube. And there will be a new episode. Uh, and frankly, one of my favorites. It's going to be very good on September 7th. Nice. And that's all the news that's fit to print. Or to say. Or to say other things are illegal. Or just downright wrong. That's All Think Podcast. I'm Mark Brillig. And I'm Chuck Lines. Chortling to joy. Yep. But what was that? That was John in the other room losing at video games. Aw. It's okay, John. You can probably play again. Unless you're out of lives. Nope. Are you are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> I thought you were gone again. Chuck? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Good go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um Hello? What uh, <laughs> what else do we talk about? Um well, shall we get into the show? I don't wanna.